yeah i just want to have a crush like i'm in like it's been exciting where yes because like i'm just like i see my parents every day what am i gonna do crush on them no that's weird no not in the state of delaware or pennsylvania babe no it's not allowed can't crush Mm -hmm. on my dogs either that'd be weird that'd be weirder or do we think it's (laughs) i don't know you be the judge <laughs> Guys, comment down below. Is it weird Up to you. on your parents or your dog? Manic. Jump scare. Hosted by Quinn Murphy and Becca Hobart. Hi. Hi. We're Quinn. We're Quinn. And we're, and we're Becca. Becca. And welcome to Manic Pixie Jump Scare, a podcast where Becca and I talk openly about our shared delusions, passions, and, and love, love for each other. Each other. Yeah, guys. Oh my I'm god, serving. here we are again. I'm picturing myself with a little Bob. B.O.B. B.O.B. What's your name? B-O-B. That's what I call you, Bob. I'm close okay. to a little Bob at this point. You kind of are. And close to a robber. To <laughs> oh, oh, we've been robbed. <laughs> um <laughs> thank you thank you um as we call a callback in the industry in the industry so we call that as you exactly as you may recall <sighs> call back yeah oh, yeah back. it's all connected this all web of connectivity <laughs> literally <laughs> the web of connectivity okay anyway so guys we're back again for another episode and I'm dying to know, what is up with my friend Quinn? Quinn, what's up? Well, um, I'm still searching for a job. Well, okay, so job front, searching for a job is just this process that yeah. changes so quickly <laughs> and frequently. Can I ask when you, so when you moved back to where you live now, Mm-hmm. after leaving Pittsburgh, what was your job process like? So I had, so I worked at the Starbucks Pittsburgh or Pittsburgh Oh Starbucks. yeah, I forget. Yeah, you transferred. And then I transferred and then I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Didn't like the culture so, at the new Starbucks. Let's just no, say that. No, 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 The culture was changed. And, um, Cultural reset for the worst. <laughs> Cultural for worst. Um, so that was really bad for me. And then basically just was like, oh, on my phone, like um, I should apply to Ulta. It's across the street. And I wanted to work there in high school, but like they never got back to me or whatever. So I applied. And then like a week later, unfortunately, I got the job. Oh, I love that so much for you. <laughs> but That's I was getting... like fine starting with, you know, $12. So mm. yeah, it's that's how getting now. a job should be. It's it should be easy fine. like that. It should yeah. be easy like that. You should mm-hmm, be able to just mm-hmm. get one. Yeah. And that's what but... people seem to think you can do, but that's actually not the case, Ellen. So what's been going on, Quinn? It's just, <laughs> I don't know. I had like a whole, I've had like a whole seesaw whirlwind of emotions over the past week. So when last we oh, spoke, boy. I was getting all these interviews. I was getting flued out. All expenses is paid for. That's um, what I thought. And uh, so some of the interviews, well, I did an interview like the day after we got on here and I did this interview. I felt really good about it. And then I was, they were like, okay, well, we'll get back to you by end of day tomorrow. I was like, her. And so I just assumed when they said, oh, we'll get back to you. That means 
whether you got it or not, we'll get back to you. Mm -hmm. Because my whole thing is, if you are in a position where like you're hiring people for Mm -hmm. basically whatever job it could be, if you want to hire people, you have to be able to like reject people. Yeah. Like I don't, or I don't know. It might just be a me thing, but like if I apply for something or if I audition for something, if I didn't get it, girl, just tell me. Right. Let me know. Because then I can move on. Yes, because then I can move on. But it's this weird like limbo where it's like, oh, never heard back. And so I thought that's what this job was doing to me. When next day rolls around, it's end of day, getting into five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven o'clock before clock strikes midnight, famously. Right. Yeah. And there's no email in my inbox being like, oh my God, congratulations. Or oh my God, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, nothing like that. And then to my surprise, same thing happens Friday. And I'm like, what is going on? And so then I just, I, I felt like a whole funk this weekend because I was so like, and it was irrational to like let this one thing kind of like <laughs> ostensibly ruin my weekend. But it was just kind of mm-hmm. like, also, I think it was just all my like frustration with like this month long process mm-hmm. being like, like coming to a head a little bit and being like, I just hate this. Yeah, it's so annoying. Yeah. And again, it's all that rhetoric around, oh, just get a job. And it's like, well, you actually, I'm trying. I'm living proof (laughs) that you can't just get a job. Like, yeah, I've applied. I haven't applied to like everything. Like I believe, you know, I you have the right to be like discerning and stuff. And I haven't like applied to like everything I possibly could have. But like, I don't know. I still applied to like, 20 jobs like and like yeah like the fact that like I couldn't even get getting to the interview stage too like first of all you don't hear back from most of them Mm -hmm. the ones you do get an interview with you go and do the interview they might cancel on you last minute and then reschedule and they might say they're gonna reach out to you and then not reach out to you it's just so frustrating it's such a frustrating thing to be put through and so yeah I was really feeling it this weekend I was a little bit in my flop era this weekend but then what happens yesterday okay but that job I interviewed last week who said oh end of day tomorrow it was actually end of day three days from now it turns out because then they came back and they were like, well, we have an offer for you. And I was like, oh, shwerd. Now we're twerking. So, guys, I do have a job offer, but it's like at what cost, you know? Okay, lovely. Can you say what for? It is for like a summer camp position. <gasps> Yippee. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like 95% on it. Um, cool. We're still, we're still thinking we're still parking because now this is the thing. I have all these opportunities. Right. And, and who knows when you're going to hear back from all of them to literally. make decisions. That's the other thing, too. You have to, like, manage all, like, your stuff coming in. Right. And you have to be like, oh, well, I don't know if I'm going to have to do this. And then, like, I don't know if I'll have time based on when they give me the offer. And it's, like, all this. It's so it's craziness. It's complicated. It's way harder than it should be. I mean, I totally understand getting ghosted by a corporation or institution because that's what CMU did to me. Oh, my God. Imagine they still that. haven't gotten back to you? No. And I'm actually thinking about penning a letter and asking for my freaking... That should I be an paid episode. A I paid to apply. And then that should be an episode like, writing Becca's oh my God, <laughs> anger letter like revenge to CMU. Letter. Can we actually do that? Because I actually need that money back. Yeah. 
It was a hundred dollars more so. And it's like I don't have any evidence that anybody looked at my application ever. Yeah. Oh my god, no. Just digital confirmations that it was received. But I'm like, girl. That's crazy. And did they say they would like interview you? So what happened was they like emailed in February when the decisions were supposed to be made and you were supposed to hear back. And then um they were like they sent an email that was like, Okay, so we're actually gonna postpone that by like two weeks. I didn't hear anything. So then like the weekend, the weekend went by and then I emailed someone like the graduate person and was like, hey, I didn't hear back. Just does this mean that I don't have an interview? That's cool. Just let me know. Um, or did I like, miss something? And then they said they attacked, they CC'd someone and said, this person can ans- help answer that question better. They are handling whatever blah, blah, blah applications. That was the last thing I heard. Oh my gosh. I'm like, you guys are a big school. I know. With like, <laughs> especially in the area you are like applying yeah. to. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. So, all right. Revenge letter. <laughs> revenge letter. <laughs> that will be. Oh, and then there's the whole other layer of, so I finally got my Rover and my WAG up, which are dog sitting services, which guys, if you don't know, you have to pay a fee to get reviewed. So you don't live in a free country anymore, I guess. Um, Oh, what the heck? Yeah. So I had to pay like a good amount of money getting both my applications reviewed on the websites. And then they put me up and then you have to get all these referrals. And so I was texting people for referrals and stuff. And so. Anyway, but now I'm on both services, but lovely girl, it's it's also just like a whole thing because then it's like, first of all, you have to like get into like a lot of it is going into strangers' house houses. It yes. seems like yes, and being like, hi dog. <laughs> yes, hello so, dog. It's me, stranger. You don't know. I don't know if you know, but my mother is like a professional rover walker at this point. I love that for her. <laughs> she has she calls them her clients <laughs> yeah her clientele it's true and um yeah so she walks basically like three to ten dogs a day oh my and, god like makes like a fair living and then goes to the shelter at night like this woman runs on dogs and then she goes and eats her meal <laughs> so <laughs> imagine how meal. cranky she is so by then she's meal. like oh i'm starving <laughs> she's like oh today drain me me <laughs> yeah yeah oh my god but jewel can definitely get you a referral like she has high rating like well now yeah well now it's weird because rover does she only do rover does she also do wag just rover i think that my aunt tried wag and like didn't like it as much for some reason really because rover i haven't gotten any well rover's different wag is like wag is more like walker oriented and that like you go on wag and you can see all the different jobs listed and you can like request them Mm -hmm. rover is much more these people just come out of the abyss and are like can you watch my dog yeah get my dog (laughs) or can you walk my dog and (laughs) it's just like okay yeah and so i've gotten like two offers over the past two days and i've I've been trying to correspond with these people and Mm -hmm. rover will like bully you into being like oh most successful pet walkers reply within an hour what are you doing? And literally, I texted this lady back. Okay, first of all, this one I got today. I let one sit for a while yesterday because I had this whole, like, again, I'm, like, doing interviews. And she wanted me to, like, stay at her house, which is a little bit, like, it's, like, an hour away from where I live. Oh, um, that's weird. 
but yeah, I'll be like willing to do it because at this I need some kind of income coming. Guys. <laughs> yeah, credit card statement point. is due on the third. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, and so um, I was like, I but I did text her back yesterday, and then I got another one today. I only I took less than an hour. Meanwhile, Rove, Rover was like, "Oh, you better respond. You haven't talked to these people in a while." And I'm like, "Girl, they." they reached out to me 50 minutes ago like it's been less than an hour yeah. like what Calm are you down. even talking about again <laughs> and then i text both those people back i text that woman back yesterday the first one has not replied same thing with the person who texted me today has not replied great great so they just get to do whatever they want literally but the rover employees they have to work what yeah what is going on <laughs> And also, they set my rates like so low. I have to adjust the rates a little bit. Cause... What? How much would you get for an hour walk? Oh, a walk? I don't know. Wag, it's all different. But oh, okay, Rover to like sit somebody, it, it's only like thirty dollars a day. Okay, which like might sound like a lot, but honestly, like pet hotels, it's costs like so much more yeah it costs like so (laughs) that's the alternative you just have to set your price like a little lower than that like mine's like mine's set to like 31 dollars or something because i didn't really like think about it at first but then i only take home like 24 of that each day because some of it goes to rover right and so i gotta raise my rates a little bit because i'm just girl i could be making more money because it's like it's like you could have a dog for like a week like one of my jobs is like that one of my potential jobs is for six days and it's only like 230 bucks mm, gotcha okay interesting like, that feels that feels like a small amount because i've dogs that before mm-hmm. um anyway so that's the trial and tribulations of trying to earn an income but guys i think we're mm-hmm. i have a definite offer i have a company who's like okay we want to employ you so well that is so good and i had another uh. interview today for i'm hoping to get a two job situation going this summer lovely so that would be best case yeah best case best case actually best case three four jobs come on guys bring them on (laughs) this counts as one job being my friend counts as a second job come on being becca's friend oh and what else happened this week with quinn but if you guys are watching you might have seen my beautiful background my cover image for my new newsletter, the new newsletter by Quinn Murphy, Over Yo. Intellectuals Anonymous, um, with beautiful visuals. More importantly than the newsletter, guys, guys, <laughs> guys. More importantly than that, any of the words I'm writing, any of the words I'm going click, 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 is the beautiful imagery by who else? Who literally the fuck else than Becca Hobart? <gasps> me yeah oh my god you made this How'd sweet oh like, i have puppy brain i need you to rover me i have puppy brain <laughs> oh my god <laughs> come on <laughs> come on i want you rover me but yes this is the thing this is, well one of the things I've, i'm actually cagey about several several things on this podcast i'm keeping a lot of things a secret from the viewing audience at any given time Mm-hmm. Um, and i get to know them all and becca gets to know them all because <laughs> i do tell becca like pretty much everything that goes on in my life um yeah and uh some of it incredibly mundane other things incredibly exciting <laughs> and hold on to your horses for those when you finally learn 
guys, no, the episode, I think an episode is coming soon where Becca and I reveal something that's been going on for like a really long time that we haven't been able to tell you. <laughs> I say we, we as if it involves I know both we. of us, but we, it, it is not a we, it is a me. It is fully a me yeah. thing that happened. Yeah. Um, i've just been concealing little aspects of it but anyway so yeah i started a newsletter i've been working on it it's been a literal idea of mine for almost a year at this point and yeah i was originally gonna launch it like last summer but then i was just like enjoying my damn self and then i started planning like my trip and i was just, it just kind of fell by the wayside and stuff and so I once I returned and when I was looking for jobs I was like I need something else like I need something Mm -hmm. else to do in my life and so I returned to this concept and yeah so now it is up on its feet I put out the first two pieces quimpymurphy.substack.com for over intellectuals anonymous and I'll be posting weekly you can start and end your weeks with me because I am putting stuff out on Monday on there. And then this podcast famously comes out on Friday. Um, Guys, what more could you ask for? M to yeah. F. Yeah. And I came up with a little concept for the imagery. And I was like, well, who else can I trust with this? But my friend Becca. And she went above and beyond the call of duty. Uh, I was so happy to be involved and guys go subscribe because you're going to be you're going to want to be reading what Quinn is saying guys I'm already so uh, I'm already so excited for you it's a good way to learn how to read too and as you yeah I'm I'm becoming more literate by the second <laughs> and um, as you may recall in the dream life episode I did make a prediction that you would have like a newsletter or magazine type of thing so like this is officially a manifestation space now. See, and I forgot that. <laughs> this studio I this is always in the manifestation space. Is the thing. I know. I don't want to. I, I truly can't. It can't reveal its power to me so fully yet. Didn't something else happen recently that we spoke into existence on the podcast? I don't know. I forget. I feel like something like that happened. But <laughs> guys, that's the thing. We forget. That's why we need you to yeah, listen you for- and tell us what we said. <laughs> literally, literally. Somebody needs to Please. redditors. We need the MPJ subreddit up and going. Literally. Good idea. Back and I make fake accounts and we just are in there. <laughs> yeah. Um, Do you have a anyway. Reddit? No. But I go on it sometimes and look, but I don't have an account. I like actually made an account within the past year and I don't know if you can actually choose your username, but my username is something like completely random and that I didn't pick at all. I feel like you can choose. What did it give you? Like a combination of letters and numbers? No, it's like a, like, it's words. like a word. It is like a regular oh, word. Oh, then maybe not. Interesting. See so guys wag. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> you can't right? actually see it. <laughs> But I got a wag notification for tomorrow. And then your phone will blow up if you don't respond in 17 minutes. Well, wag is just, there's so many people on wag. Oh, this dog's cute. Ooh, in Kenneth Square. Anyway. But, yeah, so I started a newsletter. It's really fun. Um, (laughs) And so there's an option to, like, pay for it. And I was going to turn that on. But, so I'm using Substack. And Substack is like where a lot of people collect like payments and it's a subscription service. So they're like monthly plans, yearly plans and stuff where you can pay for people's stuff. And I was going to set that up, but then the settings are like, I'm not a lot of people to get 
donations like offer exclusive content now i mm-hmm. myself am just getting this off the ground and i didn't want to like overcommit, and so i'm like i'm not ready to like offer anything really right <laughs> to be right. like oh i'll do this for you guys so i was just like i'm not gonna but then but that so then it was like their settings don't really like to collect money and like not offer anything Substack is like so what does that mean like you can do it but it's just kind of like weird with their interface and so i was just gotcha. like okay i'm not accepting payments but then like people were pledging money mostly adults in my life but they were like literally like pledging money and i was like maybe i should turn I this on <laughs> just in case some of these guys want <laughs> to get a little cash out is the thing. <laughs> yeah i mean you can always turn on and see what happens and then if it's flopping yeah turn it off. that's the other thing because it it still showed like the pledge page when i like went on and i was like oh my gosh because i was like i was like do people think they have to like pay for this because you fully don't it's free right i prefer I'm, you i am one of those free subscribers of course at, at the moment at the moment back will never pay for this because she made all the imagery <laughs> <laughs> oh fair enough in my plans in my plans <laughs> in my plans all right okay well, well maybe i should decide what the value of the imagery is <laughs> yeah wait assess off my race we're gonna have to have a business conversation about that have a business conversation. <laughs> how do you price something that's priceless <laughs> a creative vision realized between friends that's priceless to me <laughs> priceless to me <laughs> three million dollars three million dollars um <laughs> so yeah i'm excited about it i'm proud of myself for getting it on its feet and yes yeah. well quinn it sounds like things are generally on the up and it's okay to have a bum weekend sometimes. No, it it's been rainy. I think it was darkest before the dawn. No, and the rain was a factor. It has been like it's been like Pittsburgh weather, but on the East Coast, like it's I know, just been and gray I've been for like a week straight. Yeah. Um, and I think that was also to do with it because this weekend it just rained like literally all weekend. Yeah. So it was really hard for me as someone who is currently dog sitting her own dogs. <gasps> it's hard bills to paid. get them to walk. <laughs> <laughs> yep, speaking of oh yeah becca joan what is going on in the <laughs> hey, life would you say well thanks so much for asking um kind of hinted at it but yeah my mother is on a cruise right now so i am head of Your the house. mom ceo of going on vacation without her child <laughs> no she's crazy like she literally will be like yeah i can't afford to pay for your groceries like um we can't like go out to dinner and then she's like i am going on a cruise in a month and i'm gonna need you to watch the house <laughs> i'm like okay you need to guard the fort <laughs> this is like a crazy kind of life you lead um <laughs> but, you know she makes sacrifices so that she can go balls to the wall for like four months or four weeks out of the year um her cruise so, yeah, is four she... weeks no she's going on different vacations after oh yeah her <laughs> a month long bro the opposite of sailing yacht um but i am jealous because i've never been on a cruise Mm. but she also doesn't have internet or phone access that's what people say about cruises yeah it's kind of crazy although i feel like below deck has really ruined my idea of what a cruise is like you think a cruise would be bummy now because yeah. you watch Blood Deck? Yeah, mm-hmm. I kind of understand. Because I'm like, no private room? like. Because that was the whole like subplot of season three. That was like where a lot of some of Kate and Leon's like tension came from. The fact that he worked on cruise ships. Yeah. And, Kate... <laughs> and she like detested that. <laughs> yeah. 
And I get it. I get it. <laughs> and I get it for her, honestly. Yeah. Plus, uh, like, um, we talked about how I don't really love resorts. Right. And it's and, basically a resort on the water. And you can't, you don't have the option to leave. Okay. But, okay. Although you do get like, to get off the boat. You can, yeah. From what I understand. It depends. Depends on what you're, yeah, what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes people... The mysteries that happen on cruise ships kind of like dark side a little bit. It's I was crazy. listening. To, I was listening to a podcast, and the co-host was talking about this cruise they were on, and literally the first day someone died on the cruise. Like, oh, bummer, dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway. Um. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. We'll see how she likes. Is so she on the know. cruise with someone? Yeah, she is. Her fiance. Yeah. You're and... engaged. Yeah. Oh my god, I didn't know that. That's how I have a stepdad. Hello? I didn't know you had a stepdad. I knew you had a step. And my stepsisters? Oh, that's... I thought your stepsisters okay, yeah. were on your dad's side. No. Or did I get that mixed up in your at dad? The moment, yeah, your dad's yeah. single. Okay, maybe I got mm-hmm, it mixed mm-hmm, up in mm-hmm. my head. It's alright. Schwerd. Okay, now that's concreted. Good for her. Maybe... Maybe one day you will meet him, them. <laughs> Me when I forget my stepdad's non-binary. <laughs> <laughs> because at first I was just talking about my stepdad, but I meant all of my stepfamily. Mm-hmm. I'm so Cinderella coded. Like, it's crazy. It's crazy. Two stepsisters. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I have um, met the Supreme Mrs. Does she still go by Hobart or Miss Jewel? Yeah, yeah, Miss Jewel. Yeah, her last name is Hobart because she watched that one episode of Teen Wolf with me, and um, Scott's mom was like, "I kept your dad's last name because I want to have the same last name as you," and Jewel really took that to heart. A lot of people do that. Yeah, my ex's my ex's mom did the same thing. Yeah, you know why not? I suppose. Anyway, mm-hmm. enough about my mom. Um, basically though, what am I even trying to rush to? Because all I do is work. Um, it's been such long days and I know Quinn, you might have jealousy in that. Yeah. But remember this moment. Remember this. I moment. know. I know. Cause it, that's why I wrote <laughs> in my journal too. I have a full acknowledgement of that because it's like, you always want what you don't have. Right. Exactly. Cause that was always my, cause that was the other thing I was really dealing with. I was so bored. Right. I was so bored this whole weekend and like I couldn't think of things like like even the things that usually bring me joy. I was like I was like, is this depression or is it like because one of the things of like depression is like, oh, you like the things that bring you joy don't bring you joy anymore. And it was like, Mm -hmm. is it that or am I just bored with everything? Because I have been doing just the same thing for like a month and a half at this point, like six weeks. Right. Yeah. And yeah. So that might also be part but of it. But not to turn it back to me, but but you're working. No, yeah. You've been working on the railroad. I'm, I'm shwerking. Uh Good thing, though, is that I do enjoy my jobs for the most part. Yeah. You know, obviously, retail work has the demons in it, but, you know, I like who I work with and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I feel lucky in that. I'm just a little bit tired. Um, And something that has just been distracting me so much is mm-hmm. that while it was raining and I don't know, I was getting like a little moody 
I just want a summer romance so badly. <gasps> I'm kind of summer reading Emma again. Love. Oh my god. <laughs> reading Emma <Ooh>. again. <laughs> trying to pick it back You're up. Picking her up and put her back down. <laughs> exactly. Cause I'm like, uh, I gotta put her on pause for the book club. Uh-huh. Anywho. But um uh it's it's just I'm like fearing the person I'm becoming because okay, I like do have a crush. I will say. Yeah. <laughs> a manifestation space. What are we what do we literally spend so much time talking about last week? Exactly. Crushes. And then there I go and get one. I'm crazy. I'm crazy. Manifestation space. But also I have to recognize like I've had to look at myself in the mirror and be like, okay, there are parts where like I am fully a crazy woman. Mm-hmm. And like I do have delusion in me. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm like, okay, this person is it like said hi to me in a certain way, like they like me. Yeah. Yeah. And like, no, when and, and you that? should think that. And you should think that. <laughs> okay, thank you. And no, and you should think that. <laughs> okay, perfect. Because that's also a part of my disease. If anybody's just like nice to me, I'm like, oh, they're in love Obsessed with me. Obsessed with me. And yeah. Navigate this. Um Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know crazy. what that is exactly. Like, why do I expect people to be so like cruel and like spit upon me apparently? <laughs> to the point where like if they're just like, Oh, hi, how are you? I'm like are you obsessed with me? Like, no, I know. I'm like, did I go through trauma when I was younger and like block it out? Yeah. Because whenever someone's so kind, I'm like, oh boy, that like there's a charge there. But I also <laughs> do like to think that I can like kind of read a room. Oh, a thousand percent. You know, so like you're a water sign. You're intuitive. Exactly. So I'm like, okay, it is real. Yeah, baby. In that chart, cancer everywhere you look. Oh my god, and a Pisces moon, girl. Mm-hmm speaking of astrology deep what it turns out the reason i got that offer late for my job is because there was a glitch in the system because i've worked with this company before so the system got confused (gasps) and what is going on right now but mercury and retrograde exactly oh wow that's so true actually Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh my god but isn't Mm -hmm. it out but it's going back in no i I don't think so Okay, it's still in. It ends grade. sometime this month. I think like within the next two weeks. But Oy. it's also tough because they're like, don't sign contracts. But it's like, what am I supposed to do? Uh, hold hold off until back in grade. I I sent an email back to the company. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I can't sign this right now. <laughs> not now. Not, not now. now. Not now. <laughs> Please, not now. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I'm kind of feeling that retrograde, I guess. Um, but guys, also Venus is gonna go into Cancer soon, so I'm like, ooh, ooh I'm a little bit nervous for how deep this That's, crush. Becomes. Oh my god, your love! Wait, if you already have a crush, you're gonna be done. I know. You're done. <laughs> you're done. Uh, but okay, synchronicities keep on happening surrounding this person where I'm like mm-hmm. thinking about something and then boom, I get a text about them or um, boom, <laughs> like <laughs> boom. <laughs> Are you thinking um, about last week's episode? Boom, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> Do I really say boom that much? Dang. Boom. Zing. Guys, I went a little crazy with the boom. I'm advancing <laughs> with Premiere. What can I say? I'm I'm learning new skills. <laughs> and we love it. We love it. We love it. Um so yeah, guys, I, I guess I'll keep you updated in like this delusional phase of my Well, no, we just realized it wasn't delusional. No, you're not delusional. So I'll just keep 
keep you updated with this phase of life. Um, mm-hmm. And everyone just pray for me. Like, please. Like, please. This is me praying. <laughs> please. This is me praying. Dear God, if you hear God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the rest of the lyric. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I just want to have a crush. Like, that I'm is, in, like... It's been exciting. Where, yes, because, like, I'm just, like, I see my parents every day. What am I going to do, crush on them? No. That's no, weird. No. Not in the state of Delaware or Pennsylvania, babe. No. It's not allowed. Can't crush mm-hmm. on my dogs, either. That would be weird. That would be weirder. Yeah. Or do we think it's, (laughs) I don't know. You be the judge. (laughs) Guys, comment down below. Is it weird to you on your parents or your dogs? Comment corner. Please let us know. Comment corner. Like and subscribe. If (laughs) like, like if crushing on your dog is weirder, comment. If crushing on your parents is weirder, let us know. Did you see that one? I mean, did you see that thing going around where people would do votes like when Twitter views first came out and they would put like views? So like one of the, the ones I saw was like, oh, Lady Gaga would be like likes, Beyonce would be retweets, Taylor Swift would be replies, and then like oh. Carly Rae Jepsen was <laughs> views. Oh, re- <laughs> that's the joke funny. being like way more people view your tweet view than it. any other type of engagement. And so and the you person, the viewer will always be higher, even though Carly Rae Jepsen is like for some reason, less famous than those other three. Right. We have Despite putting out I... equally good, if not better, products at certain mm-hmm. times. Yeah. We're still diving deep into that investigation, guys. Yes. So... We're, we're still investigating. <laughs> that can have many ongoing investigations. <laughs> oh, I've got a book full. A Why book do you fall. think I started a newsletter? There's going to be some breaking news on there pretty soon. The press is hot. The press is the hot. The press is yeah. hot. My pen, my pen is on fire. <laughs> is what is going on ultimately? Why you do you write? Okay. Like you're the same. Anyway, guys. Uh, well, Becca, do we have anything to update the viewing public on further? I don't think so. All right. Oh, I guess my background. We'll talk about that in a sec. I might have a different background for the next segment. Uh, All right. Bye, guys. But we are going to go get ready for what is sure to be an exciting time on this podcast. Mm -hmm. Guys, I'm scared. Ah, I am German and I am very scared. Yeah. And we're back, guys. And oh my god, where am I? What the hell? Where am I? Oh wait, at the Metropolitan Museum of Art or the Met Gala? Not again. Not again. Not again. I hate wait, when I Wait, I think here. I'm at the. I think I'm at the wrong year. Yeah, I think you are. You're at the Camp Met Gala. Oh my god. Guys, I can't tell you the amount of times I've accidentally time traveled. Like I'm starting to get sick of it. Oh boy. Especially accidentally time tra- time traveled to that exact event. Exactly. Oh you boy. Somehow always are ending up there. I don't know what that's all about. It's really. like no matter it's like no matter what I do. You ain't get away you know, from it. <laughs> we'll never be free it. of the discourse over the 2019 Met Gala. No, exactly. It's one of the most uh, yeah. Anyway, thoughts on it, that maybe later. It is one of the most significant like events in internet history i'm convinced everyone became uh, oh everyone's a critic everyone became a critic <laughs> everyone said like people who learned what the met gala was 
12 hours before. People who didn't know what the Met Gala was even when they were critiquing During looks. that moment, yeah. Oh, my God. Like, we're still on Twitter saying the most. But, yeah, guys, anyway. it's the first week of May, which means it's Met Gala time because... You may not know this, but the Met Gala is on the first Monday of every May. It's true. And as we said, everyone's a critic, including Becca and I. And we don't yeah. know much about fashion, but we do know a lot about style. And, and art and love and culture. And art. Yes, and exactly. Joy. Venus and Aquarius, Venus and Cancer. Mm-hmm. Yes. So a lot going on here. A lot of different views at the table. Mm-hmm. Two, exactly. And... um. So we wanted to get into the Met Gala today. We wanted to critique some of the looks. We wanted to talk about it. And I'm excited. I was doing a lot of research for this today. And yeah. So I guess we can start with what the hell is even the Met Gala even? Yeah. What even the hell is even the Met Gala even, Quinn? So the Met Gala is a fundraiser for the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York City, their costume institute. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And they've raised about $150 million from galas since 1995 so and, much money to yeah, go into a museum literally what else happened in 1995 but Anna Wintour took the reins too so that's mm-hmm. where we get that lady with the bob yep. other than being like you know the Vogue lady and all that kind of stuff but yeah the Met Gala as we know today Met Gala started in 1948 but the Met Gala we know it as we know it today really started in 1972 when Diana Vreeland who is like an iconic who was kind of Anna Wintour before Anna Wintour like Anna Wintour mm-hmm. of her time like as like the most she sets the stage yeah yeah editor of Vogue had a lot of the same kind of roles as Anna in society she uh kind of started it used to just be kind of like New York elite like social elite and um like the fashion hoity-toity fashion people but Diana Vreeland started inviting like celebrities and stuff and that's kind of what put it on the map to like the general public Mm -hmm. um and uh i actually read this one really it's kind of getting towards what we talked about with the um transformation of the met gala under diana vreeland and kind of the continued transformation under anna wintour as well as kind of what we talked about um like everybody being a critic um i read this Um, Evan Ross Katz did a great write-up of some of the Met Gala fashions today and in some general thoughts on the Met Gala he wrote uh, there's an innate tension between the exclusivity of the Met Gala and the necessity of satisfying the public's appetite for access that allows the event to maintain its foothold as the biggest night in fashion yeah because he did way to put it yeah he did mention that there have been some critiques I believe it was Tom Ford he mentioned in the article who say like, oh, well, it's more of like a costume thing than about fashion at this point. Um, And then Becca also noted the exclusivity. Yeah. So like we kind of know what happens inside of the place, right? Like Mm -hmm. they're the guests, which are all these celebrities, are basically just told to like enjoy the exhibit. But like if they take photos, they will die. Mm -hmm. And you're not really supposed to like talk about what happens inside except yeah. we do get photos from the bathroom every once in a while. Yeah. Those are and we get photos of the aftermath. Um, yeah. But yeah, since its inception in 1948, only three years have not had a Met Gala being 2000, 2002 and 2020. Um, and one thing I wanted to make about the guest list um, 
is that one thing to understand about the Met Gala is that brands and designers buy tickets. Mm-hmm. Um, and an individual ticket is about $35,000 a pop. And then if you bought a table, like Tom Brown, if they bought like a table at the Met Gala, that's like $200,000 for a table. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so of course, money. yes, very a lot of money as oh somebody who has no income. Um, <laughs> Anna Wintour, of course, has final editorial control over who comes in that gala but designers invite celebrities and then the celebrities wear the designer to the event so celebrities Mm -hmm. are not really paying for their own tickets and that is also why there's like a certain level there's a give and take a push and pull a little bit because we can't fully be reading the girls down sometimes as much as we would like to Mm -hmm. because a lot of times they maybe don't control what they're wearing to the met gala Exactly. This was so I felt this so much last year. I felt like everyone on Twitter was just going crazy about theme Mm -hmm. things and stuff like that with like no foresight to actually look into like design choices, what a designer is all about Mm -hmm. and no like no awareness that it's not this like this celebrity did not buy and make this dress like a thousand percent. They're being dressed by someone who is choosing what they're wearing. And people are like so... This is a problem I have with the Met Gala and with like Drag Race as well. People are so myopic and like weirdly nitpicky about themes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Which like I'm about to be myopic and nitpicky about a theme, but like not in like a negative way. I feel like I do it in like a postmodern, like informed way. Whereas like right. some people will just do it in like a completely earnest and like... Cringe way, yeah. Yeah, cringe way. Like, there's something fun about when I do it. But no, mm-hmm. it does, like, you do have to have a certain knowledge. Like, I'm about to critique because I spent today researching, like, I, of course, knew who Karl Lagerfeld was, not to spoil mm-hmm. the theme before we get there. But, like, I yeah. did some research today being like, okay, so what was Karl Lagerfeld's significance? What makes a successful Karl Lagerfeld reference, which was basically the theme of the night, like, referencing mm-hmm. Karl Lagerfeld in some way? Um, And so... And then I feel like I feel like with the camp Met Gala, that was kind of it was kind of doomed from the beginning because honestly, camp, as much as you can define it, it's also like something you can't really define. Yeah, it's undefinable. You kind of it's one of those obscenity things where it's like, you know, when you see it. Yeah. And like you can try to like distill it, but it's also like nothing will ever fully capture it, which is like like to have a camp Met Gala kind of defeats the whole purpose of being camp in general because there's a certain unawareness to camp as like a concept like what would truly be a camp met gala is like if the themes was like the simpsons and everyone had to like be one of the simpsons yeah like maybe then but and it (laughs) was like unironic like they were like no we actually believe the simpsons are style icons and we want everybody to dress up like them for the night yeah and that's why carly claus like looking camp (laughs) in the eye what Becca is referencing became such a big thing because she made like this whole like ooh to just wear an ugly fucking dress. Yeah, and then years later, it's the most camp thing alive. Literally, like that, like that was one of the most camp things to come out of the night. Yeah, because it was so camp. unaware of it. Like it was so unaware <laughs> of how funny it was. Anyway, <laughs> will oh not God. be the last time we talk about <laughs> Camp Met Gala on this podcast. I will guarantee you that. But no, we are going to move on to this Met Gala. And every Met Gala has, like, a theme. And so there's mm-hmm. all this, like, discourse about who's on theme, who's off theme. And so this year's theme was Karl Lagerfeld, A Line of Beauty. 
Um, and so Karl Lagerfeld was a legendary German-born fashion designer who acted as creative director of Chanel starting in 1983, as well as Fendi and his own eponymous brand. Um, and some of the things I learned about him today while I was researching was he was one of the first designers to work freelance. So um, for the beginning of his career, he didn't work for like a particular house. He kind of just made designs for people. So like Chloe, he's really known for his work with that brand. Um, and, but he wasn't like officially under their umbrella or anything, but apparently what really made him like icon status is he took over Chanel when Chanel was really flopping because Miss Coco Chanel died in 1971 and the brand was really struggling to find its feet for about 10 years. And then Carl came in and he kept a lot of the brand's essence, um, but he kind of made it more modern because it's the 80s by this time and Chanel was still looking like the 60s and in the 80s it wasn't like cool to look vintage really like Mm -mm. in the same way it is now um and so everybody was like oh I don't want to look like my grandmother like because Chanel like if you look at 60s Chanel campaigns it's a lot of like two-piece kind of like not pantsuits but like kind of suit type garments like the kind of things you would find in like thrift stores now yeah. Um. That like, old ladies. I say with so much respect and admiration, like to wear. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of makes sense if you're like a young whippersnapper in the 1980s, being like, "Oh, I don't want to look like that." But Carl kind of took a lot of the elements of Chanel and like its use of tweed, um, and kind of updated them and made them more like friendly for the modern age. He ossified it. Yes, and he also like started using Chanel, like the logo and a lot of the designs. So like mm-hmm. that's where you get like the Chanel belt, like the big like double C on like bags and stuff. Like that's Karl Lagerfeld's influence. Which is kind of crazy. I know it is crazy because like, also like every brand does that now. Yes, and Chanel is like too much now. But Chanel yeah. is like one of the most iconic logos especially in like high fashion like for sure it's probably the most recognizable like high fashion logo probably lv is pretty um yeah i'll give it to yeah Chanel, i guess though. that yeah the monogram of like LV. Know that first yeah or like the i don't even know if people know the medusa head is versace um i feel like people know that maybe i don't know but yeah. And also this Macau, I think timing's interesting because uh Carl Lagerfeld died in February of twenty nineteen. Oh my god, he didn't even get to die. see the Camp Macala. Probably for the best. Died before COVID, died before the Camp Macala. <laughs> it's like you it's like you get trade offs. You get trade offs in life. You can't um, win. You can't win. But I guess it kind of makes sense because like obviously they couldn't switch the theme. Um for like to be like super timely with his death oh um, right and then there wasn't a met gala for a long time like after his death and so yeah anyway do you have any uh but oh also before i ask back to this question we should also know that carl lagerfeld um is a little bit of a controversial figure he had some mm-hmm. kind of wild views while he was alive uh he was a little islamophobic uh he was kind of confirmed fat phobic but like when you say someone in fashion is fat phobic it's like saying someone breathes in oxygen like it's just 
it's just kind of a given comes with the territory babe (laughs) i'm just gonna assume that (laughs) yeah but he was kind of brazen apparently he like openly called adele a little he said adele was i think quote a little too fat at one point (laughs) oh boy (laughs) like just said that publicly yeah no he was an asshole and i like to me that's not like shocking that someone like running a fashion house would be an asshole so i'm kind of like yeah yeah i don't know like anna wintour is definitely an asshole in certain ways there's a whole movie about it well yeah (laughs) how she's like kind of a demonic woman yeah anyway um but yeah when they were like conceiving of it it was supposed to be less of a retrospective on like him as a person and more of like a retrospect on his impact on fashion which you know he had a big impact on fashion whether or not he was you know a great person all the time yeah exactly and, and uh, it was a fashion event that. but anyway yeah. so that was that's a little background on where, party. what's going on with the theme so becca do you like this theme do you how do you feel about this theme yeah you know what i've seen a lot of talk about how the theme was maybe like kind of boring or whatever like just uh-huh. a person um but i think sometimes it's okay to have a classy party and just yeah. you know it's just supposed to be a classy party <laughs> and, and tonight it was um yeah but like we don't especially since of how people freaked out about the camp Met Gala, like we don't need to go so big because a lot of people are going to end up underperforming unfortunately um yeah. so like sometimes it's, it's okay to just have something kind of more like simple um and especially also, following like, last year last year when they did like america like that was almost too like too broad yeah and everybody was like i don't really know what like which is why i think something like blake lively's look was really successful like Mm -hmm, because it was mm -hmm. like oh america yeah but like a fun interpretation and a really like yeah yeah but um i think this one was fun and i honestly i enjoyed watching like the different because unlike camp lagerfeld is like this kind of stable thing where like right you can wear a specific point of reference yeah 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 you can wear chanel from like any time between 1983 and 2019 and oh that's Lagerfeld yeah that same with like Fendi from a certain time same with Mm -hmm. Carl Lagerfeld's own collection like you can say oh that's Carl Lagerfeld like it's not like oh that's camp like right um and so I do like that like little bit more black and white don't mind the pun kind of um (laughs) inclination of the yeah theme yeah but good one yeah, those are our thoughts. I, I enjoyed looking at the looks today. And Becca, who were some of your best dressed of the night? So I'm going to go with the obvious ones. Um, Jeremy Pope. Mm-hmm. Anne Hathaway. Yeah. Lizzo. Doja Cat. Lil Nas X. <laughs> um, Bad Bunny. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to even think. I did like Miss Florence Pugh's get up, I will say. I will say. <laughs> really? <laughs> Give it to me. Kate. We already have some disagreements, I feel. Okay, fair enough. Um an academic conversation going on pretty soon oh, here. What's, what's her name? I forget her name. Oh, I feel so bad because she was the best dress, actually. Come Miss, on. Um Anokiai. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she shut it down. Yeah. Let's Yeah let's start there if now now, come on now (laughs) my me personally so the way i was judging when i went through my best dressed is Mm -hmm. like 
I wanted the garment to be like, like I wanted the Carl reference to be clear. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to look at it and be like, okay, I can see where Carl Lagerfeld's impact is here. Yes. But I also wanted it to, ha- it to have an icon factor. Right. And right. when we talk about that, of course, Anne Hathaway's in that conversation. Yes. And probably does take overall best dress of the night for me. Of course. Because I love, first of all, Versace. Mm-hmm. Can't go wrong, truly. Yeah. Um. Also, it just had like the tweed detailing, which I thought was beautiful. And which is Chanel, which is um Carl. And it was also kind of Westwood in a way, I thought, which I thought was apropos a little bit with like the safety pins. Yeah. With oh, that. that reminds me of Dula Pipa. Oh, yeah. Who looked fabulous as well. My thing with Dua Lupipa is that Claudia Schiffer in like the original runway truly mm-hmm. chewed her. Like, but we can forget about that for right now. I know. <laughs> I can't forget about Claudia I know Schiffer. It's hard. Thing. I know. I know. I know. I know. Um, and so, yeah, Anne Hathaway was probably, and then of course, Miss Anokyai. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Wearing Prabal Gurung. Um, it was so good. And I, I put in, to me, it rarely read as a reference to the shower dress, which is this famous dress that Carl made for the brand Chloe, which I mm-hmm. put in our outline. And it was with like, yeah, it just looked amazing. And she's such a beautiful woman. Like, yeah. Oh my God. Gorgeous. Gore, Gina, stunning. Um, it was a strong night for Tom Brown. Of the four looks Tom Brown like put out into the Met Gala, I like loved three of them, and I thought the three of them were like some of the best of the night, being Tiana Taylor, Janelle Monet, and Jenna Ortega. Yeah, I thought they looked. Janelle Monet wore this like huge like igloo-ish kind of thing. Janelle Monet is always one to watch at a fashion event. Oh yeah, because she I think she has a deep appreciation and understanding of the art of fashion. Oh yeah. Her 2019 look might be my favorite, like of the Camp Mac Gala. Yeah. I truly love her 2019 Camp Mac Gala look. And I think it is as camp as you can be, like intentionally camp and like fun. Um and then Tiana Taylor looked so good. She had like these little like peekaboos and uh, she just looked she had this look on her face that was like so fierce Mm -hmm. and I was just obsessed with it and it kind of had if I remember correctly I'm pulling up the image now it had like the tweed detailing a little bit more and of course like the iconic sunglasses and Mm -hmm. uh, she just looked so cool she looked like it's like the secret service but if they slayed like did you see the video of her having to hop up the steps? <gasps> no, but she is tied in that fucking dress. Yeah, now she that couldn't I see that. separate her feet. So sh- she was holding on to someone and <laughs> was hopping up the steps. Now that's but, camp. That's also camp. Like being so restricted in your movement. Like that. Yeah, the clothing actually is not even. Is it clothing at that point or is it just like, yeah, restraints? Yeah. Ugh. We'll draw that line. We'll see. Yeah, but that, uh, I really love Tiana Taylor's. Do you know who I also was obsessed with? What? A couple. Diddy and Young Miami. 
Young Miami looks so good. Young Miami looks so good. Diddy was surprisingly one of my favorites of the night. I would 1000% wear what he was wearing. I need to look up what the photo. And they're like, they have like a weird, interesting, like public entanglement to each other where we don't quite know. They're like not, they don't like claim each other, but they are definitely in some sort of relationship. They're definitely friends. They're definitely friends. Beyond that, we don't really know at this point. And Diddy is also a lot older than Miss Young Miami, but they look so good. Out of the couples in the night, best dressed couple, I would say. I'll give it to him. Um, some of my other favorites were Camilla um, Marone, who is an actor and a model. Um, she was wearing Rodart, and she wore um, she had like a black skirt, but then she had like a doily kind of top, so she was doing like black and white, but mm-hmm. the doily just gave me it gave me camp a little bit and it's like a, a type of camp that Carl Lagerfeld really enjoyed which was kind of like incorporating things and like optical illusions a little bit because it is like a doily but it also looks like a shirt like you might not know yeah. it's like a doily right away same mm-hmm. way you might not notice there's like a violin on a dress or there's a shower head on a dress the way Carl Lagerfeld had in some of his designs and so I thought that was really successful mm-hmm. as a reference and she also looked really good She's on the um the Daisy Jones and the Six show. Oh, really? That you know girl. what confuses me? Yeah, what? The fact that there's like a buzzy thing in the culture called Daisy Jones and the Six. And there's also an actress who's not related to that project whose name is Daisy Edgar Jones. I know that is silly, right? I think that should have been outlawed by the Illuminati <laughs> who controls all of our media. So I know they controlled both the birth hatching of Daisy Edgar Jones and of course oversaw the project of Taylor Jenkins Reid writing Daisy Jones and the Six. So and the production the and the production show, of the Amazon of Prime television show. So guys, we need to unless they're trying to confuse us intentionally, which I guess could be one of their tactics. If so, just know Another investigation has another, been started. Another investigation has just been opened. <laughs> MPJ fear. agency, baby. <laughs> Don't fear. We're doing pro bono work until we find the evidence. Just watch for the, the evidence. Out. Sunglasses on. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, and then my last person on like my best dress, best dress is Leela Moss and Fendi, who is Kate Moss's daughter. I'd be so A diabetic. My child. Oh, really? Yeah. Representing for the girls. Thank you. Hashtag girls like <laughs> us is what Becca is saying um, about Miss Lee Lamas. She was chewing her mom up. I'd be mad if my kid looked that good next to me. Yeah, that would piss me off. Especially because her mom was just in like a weird nightgown thing. No, I I like it too. Yeah, and she was in fur, which was one of the things Carl Lagerfeld was kind of like, some people consider him bad for is because he was like unapologetic about being like using fur right he was always in a war with PETA he said and honestly so are we I didn't buy a fur coat because I was afraid of the ethics of it and it wasn't even real fur you were scared to buy faux fur yeah I was like am I like being bad by buying a faux fur jacket oh I I think that's fine I don't know guys there's discourse about it fair enough anyway Oh, and one person I wanted to add to my favorites is Harvey Guillen. 
Um, I need to look that up too. He wore like the pink suit kind of thing. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Um, I thought that was amazing. A lot of people doing fun things with menswear. This Met Gala. It was actually good. It, it was, was a good, good Met Gala so for menswear because usually it's like these women in these crazy outfits and then just a man in a suit sitting next to them. Yeah, and we got and if, some of that, but it yeah, far Nicole better and than Keith most Urban years. famous for that because Nicole is always yes. in a fun outfit and Keith is always in a tux. Yeah, just sitting by. But no, did I already men... talk about Brian Tyree Henry because no. his look was so good. I liked Brian Tyree Henry's as well. It didn't give favorite because it wasn't giving like it was exciting me, but it didn't have the clear like Carlness of it, other than like gotcha. black and white. Although it was just Carl Lagerfeld. Like, I think it was just Karl Lagerfeld's brand. And so right. I guess it did have that, but I don't know. I like something a little bit, but it was so good. Um, I also really loved Anita's. I thought she was, mm-hmm. oh, she looked so good. Um, was Daisy Edgar Jones? No, Daisy Edgar Jones wasn't the one. I think it was Madeline Klein who. She looked cute. Yeah, but she was kind of an example for me of somebody who was like, clearly in theme but just not super exciting right it's a classy party yeah she wore oh no that's not there oh maybe it was daisy edgar jones then who was wearing the one but um madeline klein was wearing like a dress and it had like a smaller dress basically like in beads on the thing that just made her look kind of more snatched um, which is very Carl Lagerfeld. It just wasn't like terribly exciting for me. Yeah. I- um, and then ooh, you know who looked really good? Ashley Graham. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. She really shut the shit down. But for me, it kind of it, it read more Mugler to me. Like if I saw that, I would. It reminds me more of Mugler than Carl Lagerfeld. Just like hmm. the structure of it gives me a lot of Mugler. Fair Take enough. Me yeah. Out this I mean, yeah, I see that. I do enjoy how many people just dress up in Karl Lagerfeld drag for the night. Um, <laughs> like Cardi B, especially, I think was like the prime example of that. She just dressed up like Karl Lagerfeld. Yeah. <laughs> Halloween party a little bit, but like, <laughs> you know. How'd you feel about Pedro Pascal's look? That silly little knee of his. <laughs> um, got those gams out <laughs> I thought I I don't know I just I like I did want a little more from him mm. especially because I know like he's a fun guy yeah there, there's so much more and you're not making a joke about with. the mushroom people in The Last of Us <laughs> I'm not because I haven't seen the show actually me neither. I just know they're kind of based off. They're aliens with their mushrooms, or no? They're zombies, but they're mushrooms. They're aliens. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Anyway. Oh. Anyway. Um. What do you think of it? I thought it was good. He was one of my likes. Wasn't a love. Similar mm-hmm. to you. Yeah. Um. Was there anyone who was like a miss for you? Would you say? Um. Bradley Cooper. I want to punch you in the head. Bradley Cooper was there. Yeah. He was just wearing a suit and sunglasses that were like aviators. Punch you in the head. <laughs> but I just have to say that out loud. Um, Jared Leto will never cease to creep me out. <laughs> it was kind of. I I think we all kind of hate Jared Leto as a concept, but the cat costume was kind of funny. 
It was funny, but when you have someone who's doing it like Doja Cat, like right next to you, Doja particularly... Cat committed to the bit. Doja Cat yeah. committed to the bit. Like I her... can't be joyful with this cat. We're gonna talk about some some of those moments later, but her <laughs> Emma Chamberlain, like me watching Emma Chamberlain <laughs> floundering trying to interview like Doja Cat. Yeah. Uh, love that for her. <laughs> okay, so Bradley was Cooper. Funny. Um, Bradley Cooper, Jared Leto. Um, if you wear a tuxedo, just a regular tuxedo, you're automatically flopping. Actually, yeah, this this so. is kind of the Met Gala where that's most acceptable because Karl Lagerfeld very famously wore like a suit with a very particular kind of collar. Um, I suppose so. Um, yeah, Bradley uh, you Cooper, see... you will never be famous. No, 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 no. Did you see what um Allison Williams was wearing? Yes, I felt conflicted. Okay. Because we know I'm an Allison Williams stan. We know I'll right. that woman to the day I die. Of course. Can I I loved everything except for that fucking headband. I just think the color on her was like not I could see that not as well. Right. Not right. I do love the color. I'm not sure if I love it on her. Yeah. I feel like it was she was being kind of washed out. I felt similarly now, with Amanda Seyfried. I mean, it's like, I truly don't know what was going on. Like, I don't know just, what was going on there. It was just, everything was just like washing her out. So I was like, confused you're right. It was, was very grassy. Like the dress was the same color as her hair. Exactly. Like if you're going to put a blonde person in a like skin toned, like nude, right. Mm-hmm. And they're pale. Um, It has to be like, cool toned or have some like silver on it or something like that's not yeah because it so easily looks so weird yeah and it was very it was very gold yeah mm-hmm. um, um mary j put... blige oh my god Sorry. mary j blige big titties for y'all today let's talk about that <laughs> who was the other woman with huge titties who's there hmm. well there were a lot of women with yeah titties, but there was one say. woman who was like featuring and like, because in like the least sexual way possible, just in a way where I appreciate breasts on the female figure, mm-hmm. I'm coming out as saying that. Thank you. Whenever, whenever, you. whenever the girlies are featuring their boobies, I'm I'm into it. But I don't want to. I don't want that to sound like weirder. No, that's okay. But no, I'm just appreciating the feminine form. Yeah. I'm not trying to sexualize y'all. Like when Lisa and Walter showed up at. Was it the Golden Globes or I think it was the Golden Globes with yeah, the titties out? I was yeah. Like, oh yeah. That was an exciting day yeah. for everyone. That was an exciting day for everyone. <laughs> we've talked about how Lisa Ann Walter is one of my ultimate sex icons. <laughs> Literally, it's so hard for her. I not won't say to randomly be. because she's just hot. Is the thing <laughs> always been that way? It just is what it is. Any more misses for you? Um, the carpet at the end of the night, the roach. Um, <laughs> the, the photo, roach. like, I'm looking at a photo a of Alexandra Daddario right now, and mm-hmm. like the carpet behind her looks a mess. Like someone needed to vacuum that in between. Oh yeah, because everybody's coming off the dirty streets of New York City. <laughs> exactly. Even in the Upper East Side or the Upper West Side, I I don't know which side of the it's dirty park still. the mat is falling on, but like, girl, that street is dirty. Millions Disgusting. of people trapes across every day. Like, oh my god, so I didn't even think shit. about that. There's so much shit. Oh my god, I'm looking at the floor right like... now. It's so dirty. <laughs> Ew, right here, the where they were all here last night. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, 
Can I say, oh, and I, I hate to say this about a member of the MPJ family. She so graciously helped us out with something. I fear. Nicole, I didn't. Oh, yeah. that Well, an- another. She was kind of washed out. But it could have. So it was a reference to a 2004 Chanel number no. five ad she was in. It was directed by Baz Luhrmann. Sure. Um, I truly think I would have loved it if she had just done an updo. Oh, her hair being down was the last straw. Yeah, I didn't even I didn't even care about like the washed out, which I can see that as a criticism. But I didn't mm-hmm. like I feel like the ha- having the hair down just kind of cheapened it a little bit. OK. And she has her hair up in the advert. And okay, I liked it much better in the advert. I wonder so. why they. Hmm. But I think Nicole is just and Nicole, you're no Nicole is literally known for wearing wigs. Yeah. She could have so easily. Literally. Um yeah. and so uh Oh, speaking love... of hair, Jessica Chastain being blonde. Yeah, that was that kind was kind of slay to me. Yeah. Is she done with being in Doll's house? She must be, I guess. Maybe. I thought she was fine. Her dress was okay, yeah. But I Someone put so her on like... a best dress. I think it was Evan Ross Katz, and I do worship Evan Ross Katz, but like I was like this reason you just like Jessica Chastain and right but anyway um he also knows infinitely more about fashion than I do so because I shouldn't another miss for me was Kendall Jenner I do have to say and not just because I kind of hate everything the Kardashian Jenner stand for right right I will say Um, she was the best dressed Jenner Kardashian that was there that night yeah oh I hated what Kylie was wearing I hated what Kim was wearing um but kendall i think kendall what made it stand out for me is that it was almost there she needed she needed something at the bottom like the shoes were really fucking cool i'll give her that because i love shoes and her shoes were really fucking cool and i like the garment but it was giving me drag race main stage like it was giving me like like that would be an elevated garment for the drag race main stage i'm with you on that i see that and the mac is just a different thing Totally. It's a different. It's a different criteria we're looking for. Ultimately, I think in this industry, it's a different criteria. <laughs> so the bar is just higher. Yeah. The bar, or at least it's different. And someone you mentioned in your favorites that I loathed entirely how they looked, and I hate it because I'm such a fan of this person. <gasps> Lizzo, I hate it. Really? I hate, hate, like hate it? it. I think she should fire or never work with whoever put her in that again oh my god i think she looked that way it fit her tear the photo i was looking at i did see it from a different angle and it looked better but the original photo i saw fit her terror it looked like it fit her terribly i don't know if it was just a bad angle um but what was not a bad angle was the shoes those shoes are fucking ugly jimmy chew i'm calling you out i don't think i've actually seen the shoes one sec i and maybe it's just a me thing maybe it's just me thing i I think a booty is a hard thing to pull off. Like a boot that goes a little bit above your ankle, like mid, like mid calf, quarter calf mm-hmm. boot. That's a hard thing to kind of like style, especially with a dress, because I don't know, the way I like the lines to look is like you always want to elongate that leg and it just right. cuts off your leg so much, especially because okay. she was featuring leg with the slit. 
to have a boot that like cuts off your leg it just makes your legs look stubby which like i don't know if you want that no i'm with you actually maybe i don't like the shoes yeah i hate the shoes and i don't think the dress fit her that well um i stand behind the dress i like the dress i love lizard nonetheless um well we all do no matter what it was a complete she was a complete mess for me and again not her fault but you know and it's also like part of the thing with the mac out is like how does some of these people end up looking bad where like so much is put into this you know right like these garments are like so valuable and like these houses are worth like a lot of money and like you still send people out there looking like dog shit sorry yeah has to be said I know. I wonder if there's like a pressure internally to dress as many people as you can. Yeah. I don't know. I'm curious. I would be curious too. But some people hit it out of the park. Like Tom Brown, I'll say again, did such a good Mm -hmm. job. They dressed Jenna Ortega, Tiana Taylor, um, Janelle Monet. And they also did Olivia Rodrigo, who I did not care for, but my mom really liked. So I thought she was cool. It's different for her, I suppose. Yeah. Um, someone who's always not doing as well is going to be Tom Ford, actually, to me. Oh, Tom Ford was just wearing a suit, right? Yeah, and everything that I feel like everything I saw of people he dressed were just oh wearing suits as well. Wait, now I want to investigate. Oh, Jack Harlow. <laughs> he looks sick. Can somebody get a? <laughs> We need a pulse check on Jack Harlow. Yeah, guys, we, is he okay? Is he doing good? Because, like, I feel like Jack I'm Harlow scared. had a moment, but then his first album kind of flopped, and now I'm a little scared for him. I know. This could be bad, actually. No, like, because I remember liking what he was wearing a little bit, but I... I don't know. He just doesn't look too good. Yeah, no, he doesn't look healthy. Like, I don't... And I don't like the blue tweed with the red satin undershirt. Of course, I can't find the exact thing I was looking for. Or is it this? Oh, one? Vanessa Hudgens kind of looks slay. I do remember Vanessa Hudgens falling into like my like category. Yeah, Jack Harlow just doesn't look um, okay, really. Um, yeah not doing good not doing good and let's talk about it ava max uh, i saw some people like that i didn't i didn't particularly enjoy really yeah no but she looks so good yeah what do you think about kristen stewart's look i feel like kristen stewart's look got some mixed opinions i was into it i was Um, into it as well the fit was so interesting. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah, cool. Someone, I, I saw a tweet that was like, it was simultaneously too big and too small for her. And I was like, but I think that's <laughs> kind of the point. Yeah, it was like, yeah, it was purposely doing that. So, And that's the thing, like, if you execute, like, your vision, then I have to respect that, even if I don't like the vision, right? Right. Then it's just a Fair creative enough. difference. But, like, if you were going for that, then it's like, okay, girl, you got that. Well, you had that effect. Mm-hmm. Intent versus impact. Like, you got your intent did have the impact is the thing yeah yeah um but anyway are there any fun things 
that happened <laughs> last night that you really wanted to talk about or so we talked about um Allison Williams I have in my notes what was on Allison Williams head I feel like we established that Florence Pugh she had like a little look. head thing yeah mostly I did I did like the feather hat I thought the feather hat was kind of all that was going on and then the dress was a little passe mm-hmm. um, or blase, I guess we'll say. Um, Jared Leto was that fucking cat. Also, Doja Cat is that fucking cat. Yeah. They're giving cat in two different ways. <laughs> um, Doja Cat, of course, did it more successfully. Yes. No, Doja Cat looked so good. And the fact that everybody was like, yesterday, I feel like everybody was looking at Doja Cat being like, oh my God, it's her first Met Gala. What's she going to wear? And then she just showed up as a cat (laughs) she's so unserious i love it i love how unserious she is yeah i love it oh my god she just gets ideas and then does them no and she doesn't give a fuck like she's seven star general in the idgaf wars oh my god like she's already retired protect our troops yeah is the thing and doja (laughs) cat is a part of that protection plan Mm -hmm. Um, she is a princess in the protection plan <laughs> um <laughs> Lil Nas X <laughs> the photos from him from behind <laughs> I didn't get it at first I've come around on it when I first saw it I was like I'm a Lil Nas X fan I love me some Lil Nas X I was like I almost I can't defend this a little bit but now I understand what he was going for a little bit more I'm so with it because like Pearls was such a big part of last night mm-hmm. um and I think that was clearly his inspiration. And again, I think he got the desired effect. I think he just wanted to start conversation. Yeah. And oh, oh, yeah. No, who, dude, I can't something about the who photo. Dressed him. The back. Oh, because the other thing is he's not really wearing clothes. Right. So it's more so like who conceptualized this? Yeah. Who painted him? <laughs> Unless there's also you could fully see outline of cock like there was some VPL going on. Right. I like fully have an understanding of what Lil Nas X is working with now after this Met Gala. And so maybe we celebrate the look for that. Of course. Always doing that. I don't know. I can't find out. <laughs> no, sometimes I was looking on the Vanity Fair one, and first of all, it, it said like all the looks from the Met Gala, and then I looked through all of them and I was like, okay, I got through all the looks. And then like literally throughout the day, I was just finding more and more. Like yeah. Ryan Tyree Henry was not in the Vanity Fair one. Neither was Harvey Guillen. So it's like, guys, this is not the journalism here is slipping a little bit. And like they have like men in tuxes. Like they have random men in tuxes. They have Bradley Cooper first thing. <laughs> literally. I didn't see Bradley Cooper's either. So okay. they did a good job with that. Well, fair enough. Fair enough. Um oh my god, Becca, you put such a good question here that I didn't even see till now. Thank you. Yeah, let me pose it. So, as I mean, I know that you're there right now, but like, okay, imagine that you were to time travel back to yesterday. What would you like to imagine you would have worn? Like, you're the designer, you're the celeb. Oh. No one did like direct, like, if I had to go, if I got like a chance to wear something like actually vintage Lagerfeld, I would wear the shower dress because mm-hmm. I was surprised nobody pulled that out but I think it's kind of boring to wear vintage like I kind of do like the cost like people kind of hate on the costumey aspect but I think it's fun like I think costumes are fun yeah no me too like I don't know I think costumes are a big part of fashion 
That's why I like Moschino so much. I feel like it like leans into costume a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm getting like a, I don't know how I would do this necessarily, but like I'm getting a big like, cause like sunglasses, mm-hmm. I would get really into sunglasses, but I want to find a way to make them the whole garment and not just like wear sunglasses. Right. Right. Like maybe if okay. I was like a big pair of sunglasses, but it was like in like a fashion tasteful way obsessed with that because like maybe if it was like kind of ashley graham structure in like a gown because i'm wearing a gown it's the Met gala where i'm wearing a gown right thing yeah of course and like maybe if it was like bust if i did like an hourglass but it was like these sunglasses like i was wearing these sunglasses we'll say like my mm-hmm. Soxenhausen knockoffs that i bought in sao paulo um right and then like i'm wearing these on top and then i'm like it's kind of like an identical pair being my Tatoise, like my bust, and then there was like an identical pair at like my waist to create like an hourglass made out of like sunglasses, kind of. That would be slay. Yeah, like something like that, but fierce. And then that was kind of like, and then that would give Carl a little bit. Or I honestly, my favorite like category of the night was the people who took like the tweed. Um. Okay. Like the the people who played with like the Chanel tweed. Um. And so that, that was kind of my favorite motif for the night, I guess I should say. So maybe something incorporating the hat. I like Becca, the sunglasses the most, I think. Yeah, Becca, what would you imagine wearing? A thousand percent, I would go Katy Perry hamburger and just wear a giant pearl. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And there's like a ball. <laughs> yes. Yeah. A thousand percent. That's the right answer. That's the right answer. And it's like not made of foam like the patty. So like Celine Dion can't grab me like that. Oh um, no. Oh, it's like hard. It's yeah. It's kind of hard. Like you're like Yeah, and it's gonna be doof, heavy, doof, I'm doof, sure. Yeah. yeah. Doof doof. I can barely yeah, no. get up the steps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can barely breathe. No, and you have like yeah. a little blonde bob and like yes, a little exactly. like a little like Chanel like topper hat on top. A thousand percent, yeah. And a little bag. And just a pearl. And like, <laughs> I would just be serving like creature a little bit, but it'd be awesome. Why so are we gonna get invited to the Met Gala? I want to go. Let me in. Oh my god, that's gonna Let be good. In. I can see it for us, honestly. Me too. I can see it for us. Manifestation. And we'll be space. on the we'll be on the carpet together. Like, uh, uh, but. Yeah, I think that's the Met Gala. But Becca, do you have any other final closing thoughts on the Met Gala? Guys, when you look at the Met Gala, just think about how it's the Met Gala. So it's okay. Yeah, guys. Don't take it too seriously. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be fine. Be a critic, but don't be annoying about it, right? Yeah, literally. What would you want to see as a Met Gala theme? I just thought of that question. Because also some people oh, have been joking God. about that recently. That's such a good question. I would love to see um like a like an apocalyptic thing, but like set in like also the jungle. Oh, okay. Like the world ended and we all had to move to the jungle. Yeah, rainforest <laughs> is the only place you can go. Exactly. Oh wow. Yeah. What about you? What would mine be? Oh, and sirens, a thousand percent. 
like mermaids and sirens mermaids like yeah come on now sailors Uh, yeah nautical yeah (laughs) just nautical (laughs) and do with that (laughs) you show up and (laughs) looking like captain lee (laughs) (laughs) i come as sandy yawn (laughs) do you know what show i want so bad what well, now the writers are on strike, so I don't think it can be realized for a second. But I want a young Sheldon spinoff called Young Sandy about Sandy <laughs> on like growing up as a child. <laughs> I want that so bad. I want to be the showrunner. I want to be the creator. Because oh And guys, you might be like, oh, well, Sheldon Cooper is a fictitious character made up. Do you know what other show exists? Do you know what other show exists? It's called Young Rock. And who is that about? <laughs> but Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Is who's a really fully a real person yeah yeah oh look it god. up look it up oh my god. google it google it google it's free that's and, crazy um, so yeah captain sandy would not be the first <laughs> oh my god to have a young show made off of her and i she's way more iconic than the rock and we're gonna be so serious <laughs> oh a thousand percent serious right now she's way more iconic than the rock way more cultural percent. relevance higher salary um Less bills to be paid, less incomes affected, and more um, gay, and more Oof. gay. <laughs> that's all you need, that's and that's all you need in a human. I show, we show up as Captainly and Sandy, <laughs> oh and we hire God. someone to be Glenn. <laughs> yeah, we hire. We just bring the real Glenn because he's <laughs> you'd be down. You'd be, like, you'd be down. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. Uh, what do I want the Mecca theme to be? Um, I think oh horses. <laughs> oh, okay. That'd be such a fun team horses <laughs> equestrian. Oh my god! No, his equestrian would be so fierce. That would be if you ossified equestrian. Yes, like or polo. Like they're oh my god, it'd be a big night for polo. Yeah. Wow. No, there was this one category on Drag Race one time. It was called, um, it was like Lady Ballers. It was like women. It was in like, it was supposed to be like sports or like balls because they had a, mm-hmm. it was called the ball ball. Um, and so one of the things was like Lady Ballers. And I was like, it was mostly like people dressed up as like female athletes and stuff. And I was like, oh, I, if I had done this, I would have totally dressed up as a girl who's about to get on a horse and ride. <laughs> believe you or maybe just lo- fell off her horse lost the division and now she's throwing a damn temper tantrum because guys let me tell you classic happens totally happens to some of the best of them happens to some of the best in this industry let's just say it but i don't yeah i it would be cool because i feel like for you being a sagittarius <laughs> you would have to go as a centaur yeah very katie price in the and then i would have to be your equestrian (laughs) or like a hot jockey you on my back (laughs) like i'm imagining it's prosthetic like the horse behind of you yeah i've definitely i've seen people do um the another person back there we have to hire (laughs) them or you're in the suit you're the back end of the suit hey hey it's like a kim kardashian thing it's uh, my ass is so iconic and then you like separate from me and then i'm like a satyr and then you're and then we're like a satyr couple (laughs) 
like a Seder couple. We're a hot Seder okay. couple. Write that down. Hot Seder couple <laughs> looking for a third at the Metropolitan <laughs> Museum of Art. We like your vibe, Doja Cat. <laughs> we we like the Doja with the cat. <laughs> we like it thick. We like it fat. Exactly. Uh, she would definitely anyway. come home with us. Anyway. I think that's my gala. Um, Carl, RIP to you, guy. Yeah. Aw. Aw. She passed away. Aw. Okay. <laughs> oh, but we will be she right back. <laughs> You whatever the fuck this program is at this point. <laughs> program. Guys, I'm scared. Um, oh my god, I didn't even life, see that there. Gotta get with my friend Quinn. All right. So, guys, we're back. It's time for our weekly segments. We've <laughs> talked about <laughs> so much at this point, but it's time to talk a little bit more. All right. So, uh, our first segment, as always, is Comment Corner. Guys, remember, you couldn't be contributing to this always. Yeah. Um, leaving us things, information about you, your social security number, etka, etka, mm-hmm. etka. Credit um, card number. Do, like, Expiration pin. date and security code. Those three digits on the back, girl. They'll get you every time. Routing number. Anyway, like anything you guys have, actually. Um, mm-hmm. Loose bills, honestly, we'll take them. Stripe um, account. Yeah. Uh, Robin Hood. Okay. But, guys, so leave us comments mm-hmm. just like our friend Evan Rosman did on a YouTube video. Mm-hmm. Commented <clears throat> Your guys' imprint on the world has not gone unnoticed. And with that, I say thank you. Yeah, I say thank you. Because it 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 does feel good to be noticed. Yes. Uh-huh. Cuz what do we do this podcast for if not to be noticed? It's hard. It's hard. It's really Becca hard. Becca and guys. I knew we had to share these this with the world. We were told we have yeah. to share our conversations with the world is the thing. These thoughts. And so we've done that, but sometimes the world isn't always like talking back. Right. It's like my job search. It's like I'm ready to work for jobs, but the word the universe isn't ready to give me four jobs. Not yet, at least. And what are the implications of that? But yeah. Um, we may never know. Yeah, Evan. Thank you so much thank for your you. comment. It's so nice to know we're relevant. And Evan, now that you've left such a nice comment, we need to know more about you. We demand it. Miss Gunk, we're also looking at you. Yeah. Ms. Guys, Gunk if you has... write in, if you write in, you should almost prepare a second email. Like maybe put it in your draft folder. Yeah. Being like, this is me. Because we do like to know our fans. Mm-hmm. Deeply, um, we do like to know our fans deeply. We know Ecto, we know Caitlin, Miss Kylie. I believe has written in a couple times, and these yes. are people we know. Actually, I think we were still waiting on Kylie's biography. Um, so Kylie, you want to send us your biography and tap in? No, we know all things about other people. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, now Evan, we want you to be in that coterie. So, Evan, we are now noticing you mm-hmm. in this cycle of noticing. We hope to continue. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hope to hear from you soon is all I'm going to say. Dot, dot, yes, dot. Yes, baby gorgeous. Yeah. Okay. Moving on swiftly to <laughs> the jump scare of the week. This is anything Quinn and I found. Spooky, scary, bad guys. Who is that? What are you doing there? 
What are you doing there? What are you oh. Doing <laughs> oh, it was just my big toe. So, Quinn, what was up for you this week? Do you ever like sit with your parents and like get a grasp of how little they know about technology? Yeah. I had two moments like that happen back to back within like the same minute over the weekend. So my parents, for some reason, decided to watch Ghosted, the new. Becky, you'll be excited by this Chris Evans Chris film, Evans film with Anna yeah. Armas. Did you watch? I didn't yet. It is. I only watched the first 20 minutes. And from what I saw. It's a little bad. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I have but... no expectations yeah no and i would keep it that way and cool chris evans character is kind of creepy he does do a kind of creepy thing <laughs> okay he like goes to he um he a plot device is that he has an inhaler and like him and anna de Armas have like a rom-com day together like they like fall in love with each other basically in a day and then he's like okay i'm gonna go home and she's like okay and then he left his like inhaler or something with her mm-hmm. and then he has a tile thing on his inhaler which i thought this was interesting because something interesting about apple having their own streaming service is that like every piece of technology like when you're watching ted lasso it's like they all have like macbooks and iphones yeah. and like ios settings and stuff like that and it's like interesting but for whatever reason they, they, he didn't call it an air tag in the movie. He was like, "Oh, I used this tile thing to track it." And I was like, "Well, tile is the name. It wasn't like the tile imagery, but tile is the name of like a direct competitor to air tag, which I thought was interesting, but that's a digression." But anyway, and then he's like, "Oh, the love of my life is in London." And then he goes to London like after her without like contacting inhaler. her. Okay. Like, for his inhaler, but also because he, like, thinks this woman is the love of his life. Rom-com logic. And we yeah. need to... I feel like as a culture, we need to move away from men being creepy and having it perceived as being romantic. Right. This just happened on Ted Lasso, too. Like, the whole, last Ted, episode of Ted Lasso, there was this guy just passing outside of, like, this restaurant where a girl he liked worked at. And I'm like, this isn't cute. This is stalking. Yeah. Anyway. It's bad. Anyway, I digress. That's not what any of this is about. Back to my jump scare. That's a jump scare in and of itself. But my original (laughs) jump scare is my mom was talking because my mom is on is logged into my Spotify account. And sometimes she'd be trying to listen to Spotify while I'm listening to Spotify. And so, like, I'll be listening to a podcast and like Kenny Chesney will start playing. I'm like, ah, whoa. And then so I was like, mom, can we set you up your own Spotify? And she's like, no, doesn't that cost money? And I was like, yeah, but if you use things, you know, you got to sometimes it costs money to use things and she was like well i can use yours and i was like yeah but that's not optimal for me yeah and so she was like well i already pay for so many so much stuff as it is like subscriptions and stuff i get emails from apple every month being like oh you paid for this receipt from apple and she's like it's so hard to cancel and i'm like actually mom it's not you just have to go into your subscriptions and cancel them and she's like well how do i do that and so i'm like i walk her through it and she's like so what do i pay for and she's like okay apple tv and she's like, yeah, and I pay for find my iPhone, which is really important, I think. And I'm like, mom, what do you mean you pay for find my iPhone? <laughs> That's a free service. That comes with having bought the Apple devices. So not technically yeah. free, but like, you know, comes with the included, serv- included, yeah, included, yeah. included, included. Great word, Becca. And, I was, and she was like, I don't know. And so I'm like, mom, give the phone to me. 
<laughs> and I'm like, I, sometimes I didn't realize problem. how like patronizing this must be, but sometimes I have to take the technology out of my parents' hands and just do it myself. <laughs> it's so, yeah, I can't. It's like a, it's a complete role reversal. It's a complete role reversal from like when you were a child and like your parents would take your toys away. It's like a, compl- and I know I'm doing the same thing, but I'm just like, I can do it so much faster. It's a thing. Yeah. And so I look and my mom has this thing on her phone. It's called like iFinder. And it, on its face, seems to do the same thing that oh, no. Find My iPhone does, but for a small figure of twenty nine ninety nine a month. Thirty a month. Who knows how long my mother was paying for this? She was. I opened the app. She's not even signed in. She doesn't have an account, as far as I can tell. If she does, she's not signed into it, and she never knows what her password is to anything, despite the fact that she uses the same one for everything and is constantly involved in a phishing scam. Oh, my God. Because everybody knows her passwords to everything. Christine. My Horses mother's, one, two, three. Uh, literally. Literally. Um, oh. And so, she, and so I was like, okay, I'm going to cancel this. That's so expensive. It was, uh, and I don't know how long she was paying for it is the thing. And just the matter of fact way in which she said, well, I pay for find my iPhone. That's really important. <laughs> that's really important. And then literally <laughs> not even a minute later. So they start, they start the movie Ghosted starring Chris Pine and Anna Armas in a. Chris Pine. Sure. Yeah. Oh, Chris Pine. Well, <laughs> it could have been improved if it was Chris Pine in my view, in my view, in my view. In Becca's view, maybe different, and that's the beautiful thing about life, isn't it? But Chris, Chris Ab- Evans, yeah, <laughs> I struggle with names, guys. And when there are so many people named it's, Chris, I know, I know it's hard for you. Um, and my mom is named Chris too, and she's in the story, which is also another complicated part to it. Um, okay. Anna Armas is also wearing this crazy bad wig, like so obviously not. It's not from the Nicole Kidman school of wigs. Let's just say that. Oh, okay, I gotcha. And so. <laughs> So Anna Armas is wearing this wig. That doesn't have anything to do with the story again. But my dad is like, oh. my dad's watching it with my mom. And he's like, oh, your mother always has subtitles on everything. And he's like, I hate, well, I don't know how people watch things with subtitles. <laughs> and it's like, and I was like, you could just turn them off. And he was like, well, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> he didn't know how to turn the subtitles off? Yes. Oh it's like God. learned helplessness. Like my parents have learned helplessness when it comes to technology. <laughs> my mom, especially my mom's like, I don't know how to do that. And like, I'm like, you can't know this little. And maybe it is just like, maybe they just don't understand. Cause it's like, I literally grew up with like something like this, my phone mm-hmm. I'm holding up yeah. in my hand. Like I grew up with something like it in my hand my whole life. And so maybe that's why it's just so like. Second nature. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm just like, how do you grasp this little but like, even if I don't know how to do something on my phone, what I do is actually just Google it right away and then figure yeah. it out right there and follow the steps for something. Yeah. So I don't know. It might be an age thing. My parents aren't even that old. Oh, boy. My mom's one of the smartest people I know, if not the smartest. So, parents, I don't know. I, don't know I think, yeah, if you don't. One time, my dad, I found out probably he had had a iPhone for like four years and I found out that he thought maps right apple maps which Mm. you can open and press go and take me there and it will you know drive with you and do the directions and act like a gps yeah he had been writing down the directions step by step that it gives you in the list format yeah 
he had been doing that from Apple Maps. <laughs> I can't. It's scary how little they know. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, yeah. And it's like, how like, are you, you people supposed to live to on that. their own one day? <laughs> like, without <laughs> like, me in the house. That's another reason it's like, an, uh, it's like, is it unethical to not be a stay at home son? <laughs> right. It's a conversation we have to have. Is it ethical for me to leave my house during the day when my parents could need help with technology? Like, stay at home son. That's another great Met Gala theme. Oh my God. <laughs> stay at home son. Jared from someone's basement. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. You know who would kill that Met Gala? You know who's instantly best dressed? Who? Pete Davidson. <laughs> he doesn't even have to try. He doesn't dude. even have to try. He doesn't have to. He can show up. Pete Davidson wearing. Oh, Pete Davidson. Perfect. <laughs> Pete Davidson wearing great value from Walmart. Like, that is very... It's so intrinsic, actually. Uh, but that was my jump scare. Becca. Damn. What is something that instilled you with God's fear this week? Oh, boy. Um, So, I did watch Scream 3 alone last night. And I... Oh, in your house. Yes. And I can say this because by the time this episode airs, my mom will be back from her cruise to defend me in the night, even though she is a deaf woman and there are no alarms in place for that. (laughs) And she would actually not be able to help at all. But when I talked about this last time I was in the house alone, Teddy barks at like (gasps) the walls. Yeah. Oh my God. And then like, I'm like, okay, if it's just Teddy, like, sure. It's like dark, you know, it's night and I'm trying Mm -hmm. to go to bed. If he's just barking, I'm like, okay, you know, it's just Teddy. But then like if Miss Hun starts to bark at something or Goldie and they all act like they heard something like right next to us, I'm like, Mm -hmm. guys, you're freaking me out. You're wigging me out. So my jump scare is just like my dog's being a little haunted, but I feel like my development is too new to actually be truly haunted. So... I don't know, probably it's just like an intruder or something living in the walls, which is far more comforting than a ghost. Yeah. And also dogs sometimes are just barking at literally nothing. Like, but that's what that we think. But they true. also think dogs are on like a different frequency. So could seem mm. like nothing to us, but I don't like being in my house alone. Yeah. I like don't like it. But anyway, so I relate to you in that and I empathize. Thank you. But you know, with the scary comes the good. And that is why we always have our manic pixie moments. Mm-hmm. So this is anything that was cool, awesome, great. So Quinn, what was that for you this week? We might have noticed that my background is blurred right now. I've gone through a lot of different backgrounds throughout this episode. Yes. It's been kind of astonishing, especially for someone who used to not be able to use this functionality. It's um, a gift. And... Uh, Yeah, so I've been doing, I did something this weekend in the pits of my little funk that I've been meaning to do for a really long time, and I finally got to it. And, you know, sometimes things just, they don't happen right away, and that's okay. But I'm going to reveal it now. Three, two, one. Probably don't know as much of a difference, but I redid my wall back there. Oh, I noticed. Yeah. So it looks so cute. Yeah, there's new stuff and you can't see where I pulled the paint off the wall with tape um, from previous stuff that was up there. Awesome. Um, so what you're seeing is 
a lot of new things, but also more paint that will inevitably be pulled off the walls. Um, it's okay. Yeah, that wall is kind of more like imagery. So like a lot of pictures from like my travels are up there. Some of my favorite ones as well as some like random like film photos I've taken as well as some like random ephemera I've just picked up. And then this wall next to me that you guys can't really see is like my like actual like picture wall with like pictures of me as well as other people in my life who mean a lot to me. Becca, you are very represented on this wall, may I say. Aww, I'm on the wall. One, two, three, four pictures that feature you. Wow, aww. That's my count. How lucky am I? Yeah, so... But that was my new little thing. And so, yeah, one little more piece. And now my so now my room's like done, done for a while. Good. I love that feeling. Yeah. It's like very settled. Yeah. Very settled into it. And I feel like it's like, you know, my vibe a little bit more. Um, Cozy, cozy. Literally. And so that's my manifesting moment this week. You know, it just makes you feel like you have your stuff together. Something's going right. Yeah. Um and Becca, what was your manifesting moment this week? Dying to know, actually. Thank you. Um, so as you guys know, I substitute and I lie all the time. Mm-hmm. You already know that. Mm-hmm. Um, I had this one class last week where, um, and this is not uncommon that you know I'm a substitute and there's like a para in the room. So usually one of those like older women who help some of the kids who need like that's one of the jobs that are always looking for people too i've saw i've seen so many paraeducator positions they need they need those um but so i had very nice woman we talked a little bit and then the class came in she was already like they're so bad and i was like i believe you actually um and i believe women (laughs) i believe women who are 85 plus and still working (laughs) <laughs> no didn't um, believe women Carl Lagerfeld that was another controversy but anyway <laughs> um <laughs> yeah Carl um but so it was first period of the day I got up from behind the desk and immediately this kid goes oh I thought you were a student and I'm like not not this again and then they all started making a fuss and they were like oh yeah what the heck how old are you and I said, guys, calm down. I'm 45. And they shut up. And then I looked at her, the para, and she was kind of like, oh. She was gone. And I was, <laughs> I was like, maybe I shouldn't have said that in front of her because <laughs> it's kind of like a crazy thing, right? But then later, and I was kind of scared. I was like, oh, man, maybe I like look bad in front of her. She goes later, hey, how old are you really? And I said, 22 and she goes that's hilarious keep lying (laughs) (laughs) like i have professional opinion like i can lie i can (laughs) that's hilarious keep lying i was like yeah it always shuts them up so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so there you go guys even in the most professional settings you can lie 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 through your teeth guys lie (laughs) Run the gab. Come on, guys. So, yeah. Dogs, I heard a weird noise and my dog's dreaming. Buddy? Yeah. You know when they're, mm-hmm. like, in their dreams, like, chasing after something and they start to yip a little bit? Yeah. Oh, Miss Hun has the cutest little 
oh her yips are so cute he was doing it the other day my mom was like it's okay buddy and i'm like mom why'd you stop him he was chasing something and now he's not anymore yeah he was dreaming a good dream literally Mm. uh wow but i guess that's the end of our show this week um so becca where can people find you on the internet what's your digital footprint looking like these days thank you so much well they can like a woman should be um my figure but my instagram is at becca hobart mm-hmm. my twitter and spotify are at bex gloss and my tiktok is at where y'all go during world war three but you know if you haven't found me in any of those places you can also find me in 2019 if you will go back to your camera roll and look at every photo from 2019 you will find me in it because i'm running around this year Mm-hmm. Just know that in my time travels. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. No. Okay. Okay. All right. Quinn, where can the people keep up with you individually? You can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Quinn P. Murphy. You can follow me on Twitter at Quinn P. Murphy underscore. And you can now read over Intellectuals Anonymous, the newsletter by Quinn Murphy at QuinnPMurphy.substack.com. Go over there. Give it a little read. I think it's fun. Subscribe. You get a fun email if you subscribe. Fun little email yes. I put a lot of work into. And... Yeah, you can also find me absolutely not in the year 2019. I would not relive that year if you paid me to. Um, actually, that might be a little dramatic. Fair enough. She taught me a lot, but I was that was that was the start of my flop era. It's well documented. It was the start of I my recall. flop era. It was the start yeah. of my flop era, and my flop era, of course, ushered in a flop era for the globe. Ooh. Because guys, ultimately, what happens to me, and this is what you have to consider about me, right? I portend global trends. My income isn't coming in right now. Can you imagine what the world's income is going to be like? Oh, they're talking about the debt ceiling. That we have, we have, we have a month. We have a month (laughs) of time here in America before we hit the debt ceiling, which is this dumb thing we invented to like literally scare ourselves, basically. But if we do hit that ceiling, it has a very real effect, and that the markets will crash. So I'm just saying, my income is. I'm not manifesting anything. I'm just going off of what has happened in the past. Sell your stock. Sell your stock. Sell your stock. Lock her up. This is not the time to hold the line. This is not the time to hold the line at all. Guys. <laughs> no, do no, not no, be no. Robin Hood. Take your no, money no, and no. put it in your mattress like they used to in the old days. Literally. That's how the Rockefellers became billionaires. Anyway. And The Rock, which you can exactly. now watch young and <laughs> on what? PBS? <laughs> <laughs> and you can also watch Young Sandy coming to you after the writer strikes ends, probably. We hope everything is resolved. Yes. <laughs> fight the good fight, sister. Um, and Becca, where can people keep up with the show if they want to do that? Yes. And so forth too as what? Yes. They can follow. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. They can follow at Manic Pixie Jump Scare on Instagram, TikTok, mm. and YouTube, where we mm-hmm. post the podcast at length. And sometimes we randomly get like a hundred views on something. So <laughs> guys, weird. So keep running it up. Running it up, running it up. Do what just we finally breaking through. Um, listen to us in your sleep and play it over and over again so we get those streams up. You get the yummy. Yum. I was so unemployed in 2020, I was doing that before Rain on Me. Rain on Me is still my like most true <laughs> song on Spotify because I would literally, when I was doing when I wasn't listening to music, like when I would practice yoga for like hours in a day, I would just put it on my computer and play it on a loop for for them to get streams yes 
Yeah. So Love Rain that. On Me will go number one. Yeah. 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 I didn't have anything better to do in quarantine. Yeah. Good. Oh my God. Anyway. Proud of you. The work you've done. Um, and then guys, please email in at mcpixiejumpscare at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just one way to comment corner. It of course is how we like to receive information about you guys in depth where mm-hmm. you can really tell us about yourselves. Like we mm-hmm. said, Evan, we're going to be waiting for your response. Um, any other Evans who are listening are welcome to respond as well. We wouldn't know the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyone ever also can email in. Cool. Cool. Grab <laughs> Glad that's established. Yep. Yep. We are queen. queen. And we are Becca. We are Becca. And, and thank, thank you, you for, for listening. Listening. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> LOL. Ja. Double ja. 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 <laughs> ja. 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 Manic Pixie Jump Scare is hosted by Quinn Murphy and Becca Hobart. Executive produced by Quinn Murphy and Becca Hobart. Sound and video editing by Quinn Murphy. Social media management and highlights by Becca Hobart. And our theme song was written by Quinn Murphy, Becca Hobart, and Nandita Mahesh.